Hello and welcome. I'm Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, so that I can help other women with their motherhood journeys or their career motherhood journeys, um, so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're new to One of a Kind You, like I said, welcome. This podcast is where I share a journal entry from the past around 2015, and then I reflect on it and share what I wish I had known then um, with you in hopes that what I share will help make things easier for you, give you insight, or help you through a challenge that you're currently facing. So without further ado, I'm just going to jump right in. So the journal entry I'm going to share with you today is from December 4th, 2015. And I write, this week has been so busy between gymnastics, Girl Scouts, swim class, doctor's appointments, and Wilmington University. I have been running like a chicken with my head cut off. Pete has been working late too. That makes things feel busier and more hectic. Despite Pete working a lot and me being on my own with the girls, I'm doing okay. Monday night was a bit rough with Lily because of a discussion about Christmas cards for her class. Wednesday was rough because homework had to be done. Overall, we survived and came out of it in one piece. I've really been thinking a lot about what the counselor said in regards to Pete and me one-upping each other. For so long, I have felt like I had to prove myself to the world to show and feel I'm worthy. Just this past week, I've realized and have felt at peace about only really needing to prove myself to me. In the end, my opinion of myself is truly what matters. I've got to live with myself and my actions and the rewards and consequences. It all goes back to the concept of self-acceptance and self-love. Granted, my self-acceptance and self-love is a work in progress, but I'm beginning to feel like I'm on the right track. And that is where the entry ends. So first, I am noticing that I continually focus on all the things that I perceive to be not working. And if you have listened to other podcast episodes of One of a Kind You, you will probably notice the same. Rarely, rarely, rarely do I talk about the good things or the things that were quote-unquote working. Um, I know there was so much that was going right in my life at that that time, um, but I failed to recognize it because it wasn't how I perceived my life to be at that moment or really how I perceived myself. I really felt like everything was wrong with me. And there really wasn't anything that was right. I felt like I wasn't a good mom because I wasn't always patient. I felt like I wasn't a good wife because I was more often than not annoyed with Pete's busy, crazy, hectic work schedule. And if I'm being honest, there are times where I still get annoyed by it, but now I just know how to manage it, uh, manage my my emotional state and my feelings about his work schedule in a more productive, and I'll say, um, I don't like to use the word healthy, but I will this time, a more um, healthy way. So what I was doing at this time, granted this was from December 4th of 2015, I was just focusing on all the things that weren't working. And so I was focusing on the fact that Pete wasn't around much and I was really taking on a lot by myself um, because I had mentioned uh, Wilmington University. At that time, I was an adjunct instructor for uh, two graduate level courses. And um, so I was managing that plus managing the kids and all their after school activities. And with that, there were things at home that weren't getting done. Laundry was piling up. You know, I wasn't cooking dinner every night, which 
quite frankly, was okay because I don't really prefer to cook. Um, and then I still had the animals to take care of. And I was in counseling at the time, so I had to manage going to counseling and processing all the things that were coming up in counseling. So needless to say, there really was a lot on my plate at that time. But instead of just focusing on one thing at a time or, or really just being present in the moment of, okay, we're at gymnastics, I'm going to watch the girls do gymnastics, I'm going to be in the moment, I'm going to enjoy to enjoy seeing them, you know, try new things, progress from one skill to the next, I'm going to enjoy the conversations that I'm having with the other moms, but I couldn't do that. So when I was at gymnastics, watching the girls, yes, I was watching them, um, but Lily wasn't always cooperative at gymnastics, so that was stressful. And then, um, you know, talking with the other moms inside my head, I was really comparing myself to them because they seemed like I had it all together. One mom was a homeschool mom and her kids ate all of these healthy snacks while they were waiting for their turn at gymnastics. And she was so patiently helping them with homeschool homework. And meanwhile, when we get home at my house, it was always a, you know, a struggle to get homework done because Lily would fuss at me and um, it was always an argument. And so, in my mind, I perceived these other parents to like to literally have it all together and to never have any bumps in the road. And in doing so, it just perpetuated that feeling of things not working and things not being right. Um, the other thing that I did not do at that time was practice gratitude. And uh, if I had focused more on gratitude, I would have seen what was going right. You know, the gratitude that I was able to provide the opportunities of gymnastics. Girl Scouts and swim class for my girls. Uh, they were even doing horseback riding at the time, I think. And in a previous relationship, um, I, I barely had money to put in my gas tank, if I'm being honest. I, I didn't have money to buy clothes. I didn't have money to get my hair cut. Uh, I didn't really have money for anything. And so now here I'm in a position where I actually can provide these things for my children. And granted, when I was in the relationship years ago, it was just me and the the unhealthy relationship with the boyfriend I didn't have kids at that time and I was only 21 but I didn't have two pennies to rub together um, and I was working three jobs so if I had just stopped right there in that moment and been like wow Kim look how far you've come I think it would have allowed me to see that things really weren't as bad as I thought they were I didn't have a husband who was verbally abusing me like the boyfriend in the past I didn't have a husband who was physically abusing me like the boyfriend in the past. I didn't have a husband who was emotionally abusive to me like the boyfriend in the past. Um, and so if I could, could have just put those things into perspective, I, it would have been a game changer. And so also to shifting the per perspective comes with um, being able to focus on the good. And so it's really all about mindset. And if you're so stuck in the perspective of things not working, and things not being right and and you not being right then it's really hard to shift the mindset to to being in a positive place and, and looking at all the things that are good and all the things that are working and so um, I feel like maybe a year or two after this I read this book called the gratitude diaries and this lady uh, wrote this book and she practiced gratitude every day for an entire year and she focused on gratitude um, in different areas of her life. So if I'm remembering correctly, I think the first three months of the year, she focused on gratitude in her marriage and in her relationship with her children. And then if I remember correctly, maybe the next three months, it was gratitude in her job. 
and then it was gratitude with friendships and then gratitude with just life in general it's been many years since i've read the book but that's the premise of the book is that in different times of the year she focused on different things to be grateful for and uh, when she started her gratitude challenge she was very much in a position like i was nothing was working she was unhappy she just felt like the weight of the world was crushing her on her shoulders uh, then as the, she started practicing the gratitude the mindset mindset started to shift and by the end of that year she felt like a completely different person and after i read that book i was like wow that's incredible but at this point in this journal entry i just wasn't there yet um, and so the other thing that I wish I could have realized at the time is that the situation with the girls having ups and downs was completely normal. It's part of life. Um, if I didn't have the ups and downs with my kids, then I should be concerned because that means like I'm an absolute dictator parent and they have no autonomy to voice their concerns or give their opinion or anything like that. So it was actually very healthy for the girls to resist me a little bit. Lily has always been headstrong. She's my older daughter and she and I are very similar. And so it's like arguing with myself. And if you've ever, if you have a child who is very much like you, spitting image of you, same personality as you, you know it doesn't work to argue with yourself. And so instead of just giving up the control and being flexible and say, okay, Lily, you want to do the Christmas cards a certain way? Go for it. I could have totally let that go. But I didn't. So in the end, I was making things more complicated for myself by having this death grip on life, trying to white knuckle my way through and have control over every little single speck of every little single thing. And in the reality, if I had just let go, um, there would have been less bumps in the road. There still would have been some, but they would have been less. So I always like to equate it to the adult roller coaster versus the kitty kitty coaster. So if I had let go. I would have been riding the kitty coaster with just little ups and downs rather than the adult roller coaster with the ups and downs and the forwards and the backwards and the corkscrews and the loops and all of those things. And in reality, my girls being able to speak up for themselves and say, no, I don't want to do the Christmas cards like that, or this way of doing homework with you, mom, isn't working, is actually helping them develop into healthy functioning adults. They're going to feel comfortable voicing their thoughts and expressing what they need, and they're going to be able to do it respectfully because they were able to work out the kinks with me. And so even in that moment of wanting to rip my hair out, I can look back now and think, okay, that was actually great. That was a learning experience for them. And I get to be the role model for them and help them figure out what works for them in terms of communication and how they want to move forward and communicating with others. So the next thing that I wanted to touch on is uh, the counselor and the one-upping with Pete and I one-upping each other. So it wasn't that um, I really was trying to one-up him, and I don't really think that he was trying to one-up me either. In reality, we were both just trying to be seen and heard and validated. So I've talked about this before, but as much as I was struggling in day-to-day -day life, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life and taking care of two kids, a lot of the times by myself because of his demanding work schedule, I just wanted someone to say, Hey Kim, you're doing an amazing job. You're such an awesome mom. The girls are so lucky to have you. You're giving them so much. Just wait and see. It's gonna, they're gonna grow up to be amazing women because of all the things that you're giving them now, even though it feels like you're sacrificing a lot of your own self for them. And I wasn't getting that. I wasn't really getting that. I certainly wasn't getting that from myself and I wasn't really getting that from my husband and I wasn't getting that from other people either. And so at the time I was seeking this external validation so badly that when I wasn't getting it, I felt 
horrible. I felt like I was failing as a mom. I felt like I was failing as a wife. And then I felt like I was failing as a person in general. Instead, I, you know, needed to be able to communicate clearly to Pete and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now with X. And it would be helpful if you could do Y. So then Z could happen. But I, I didn't know that for myself, so I couldn't communicate that to him. Uh, the other piece, too, is that I needed to be able to say to myself, Kim, you're doing amazing. Even though today was a little rough, homework didn't go quite the way that you had planned, or you know, even though there was resistance with Lillian, the Christmas cards for the class, you did an amazing job today. You got up, you were available for your kids, you gave them everything they needed, and then some. I would have felt so much better about myself and the way that I was parenting my kids rather than, again, focusing on all the things that I wasn't doing correctly. And so Pete was also wanting me to be like, oh my God, Pete, thank you so much for providing for our family. You know, because of you, the girls are able to go to gymnastics and Girl Scouts and swim class and horseback riding. And we're just so incredibly appreciative for the long, hard hours that you put in. And so if we were able to do that for each other on occasion without being asked to do it, it probably would have eliminated the feeling of one-upping each other. But I think it was just a defense mechanism. So he would try and say that he was struggling and then I would I would get defensive and be like, you, what about me? I'm struggling too and vice versa. I would say to him, you know, today was really rough and I'm struggling. And then he would get defensive and be like, uh, yeah, same here. Um, and so it was just, we didn't know how to compromise and meet in the middle. And there's a really great video on YouTube where this lady has a nail in her head and the, I don't know if it's the husband or the boyfriend, but he's trying to tell her that if she just took the nail out of her head, all the problems would go away because she complains that she's not sleeping well. She complains that she has a headache. She complains that her sweaters are getting snagged. And she keeps saying, you know, it's not about the nail. And so a lot of times what we do is we look for others to fix what's not right for us instead of looking to ourselves to fix it. And so... Um, but a lot of times people can't fix it for us because they don't really know. So the husband or the boyfriend, he's sitting there and he's like, oh my God, just pull the nail out of your head and life would be so much better. But he didn't really understand because he didn't have a nail in his head. So it's two different journeys. And this is where grace and compassion come back into play for others, but also for yourself. And so um, at the end, you know, I, I had this great revelation that um, I have to feel peace and really only need to prove myself to me. And and I think the proving myself really came about, you know, proving to myself that I was a good mom, even though there were so many times where I didn't feel like I was a good mom. Proving to myself that I really was a good partner because there were so many times that I didn't feel like a good partner because more often than not, I was just complaining to my husband about how miserable I was while, you know, he's doing the best that he can to provide for our family and still show up for us and be present and available. Just the same that I was the same way that I was trying to show up and be present and available for for them and so um, I think what I was really trying to to come to the conclusion with is that um, at the end of the day I have to live with me and I cannot rely on other people's opinions thoughts um, their rewards for me the consequences with them um, it was all about self self-acceptance and self-love and I needed to start doing that first before I could ever show up for others the way that I wanted to because I had to be able to show up for myself first. So the trick here though is that I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to practice self-acceptance. I didn't know how to practice self-love. Um, and I didn't really know where to start to figure it out either. And so 
what I would say to you if you're having the same struggle with self-acceptance and self-love is to take time and celebrate yourself. So I was recently asked, how often do I celebrate myself? And honestly, still to this day, not very often. It's not very often that I actually acknowledge to myself like, hey Kim, you are one gnarly, bad, you know what chick because you have overcome so much and look where you are now. It's very rare that I do that still. Um, in my heart I know it, but it's very rare that I actually acknowledge that for myself. And so um, I was challenged to every day write one thing that I love about myself and at the end of the day celebrate one thing that I did for myself. And I've been doing that for almost two weeks now and let me tell you, um, it really makes me feel good about myself. And so if you're struggling with self-love and self-acceptance, that would be an, an amazing thing for you to do. Get a piece of paper, get a journal, and write down every morning when you wake up one thing that you love about yourself. It can be a physical characteristic, it can be um, a, something that's non-physical, um, it can be anything about yourself that you love. And then at the end of the day, celebrate something that you do for yourself. And that piece is huge because I've been thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, what am I going to write at the end of the day in a way that I celebrate myself? So it's actually making me to commit to myself every day, even if it's just for 15 minutes, to do something to celebrate myself, to take time for myself and to honor myself for the amazing person that I am. And so you are equally amazing and you are equally deserving to be celebrated. So that is my takeaway for you today is start celebrating yourself and with that will come self-love and self-acceptance. So I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of One of a Kind You. I hope that you loved it and that you were able to take something of value from it. If you were, please, please, please share it with a friend and I cannot wait to see you next week. Bye.